Hello, and welcome to episode 167 of the Gaming Fix podcast on April 10th, 2021. I am your host, Andre Cole, aka your partner's favorite James Marsden role. I'm joined today by Allison. Oh, gosh. Um... That's a good because we were just before that we started recording we were talking about James Marsden for uh, reasons and uh, I think I have to go with uh, uh, his role in Enchanted. He does a good job of just being able to ham it up as, as uh, the Twitter Twitter. No wait no that's I'm thinking of Tangled not Enchanted. Totally different. Yeah, I love Tangled too. So that has been weird on Twitter lately, <laughs> but because I'm like yeah, Tangled is is. Of the recent Disney movies, I, I would say fairly underrated, but you should Enchanted play Kingdom is, Hearts three. Oh no, I know I should, but I don't want to get it. Uh, that's like a whole, a whole thing. But but Enchanted is very, uh, is it's it's, uh, I think a very good movie that deserves attention more than it already has. All right, and that other voice you heard was Pat. I think I like. Uh, I said it. I also said it before we started recording. But I like uh, his his uh, work reading the audiobooks for the Dresden Files books, um, which are super trashy. But they were written on that like that on purpose. So you know, if you mm-hmm. like yeah. weird magician detectives, you should listen to those audiobooks. Listening to James Marsden read them is m- much more entertaining than reading them yourself, in my opinion. Also, um, I need to be the 30 rock fan in here and say that oh, his yeah. turn as uh, Liz Lemon's boyfriend, Chris Cross is extremely good. That's very funny. Does he end up, be, he ends up being the husband, right? Yep. Or mm-hmm. like, yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they, do they get married? Yeah. Okay. Yep. And no, no X-Men fans. No, no Cyclops love. Uh, I, that's I say fine. Cyclops. He's Cyclops? fine. That's I like, fine. I, I, I like him. I like him in Cyclops, but I feel like lately he's, He's uh, figured out a, like a lot of roles where he can kind of ham it up a little bit, mm-hmm. and his, I like Sonic that. Sonic the Hedgehog uh, role not not doing it for you. Well, he's good in Sonic the Hedgehog. You prefer the vintage? Oh, you know. Hang on, I may have if if you could put. I just realized James Marsden. It's James Marsters, any... not James Marsden, who reads those books. So. Oh. Forget it. I don't have a favorite okay. James Marsden role. So, oh my god, yeah. Well, I, I just mind. listed a few, and you can you can. Wow, no, this is no. Now I just no Brendan Fraser. Just, now I'm just because uh, uh, I was thinking in my head, like, wait a minute, the voice that reads those books doesn't sound. That's right. He was Cyclops. It doesn't, and I realized what it, what my six a.m. brain did. Um, no. That's that's totally fair. I think probably my favorite James Marston role would be in Sonic the Hedgehog if I were to watch it. Okay, that's, which I have yeah, not. That's so. okay. That's, also very good in Hairspray, which I think is a, a, an underrated movie too. So in Hairspray, who is he in yeah. Hairspray? Oh, he's, he's like a yeah. host. He's the host. Yeah, of the the TV show of the yeah, TV okay. show. Yeah, does refer he he unracists the TV show. Yeah, kind of, of yeah. sort of. And, and, and it's uh, very like fifties, sixties. Yeah, way. yeah. Uh, that, so uh, that's going to be the the Marsden cast. Thanks for joining us, everybody. 
I'm going to start Marston a competing fix. podcast called the Marsters Cast. <laughs> it's just about what James he, Marsters. What does he do? It's just well, he was Spike and Buffy and Angel. Okay, it's that I, he, you know you know what he was. He was Piccolo in Dragon Ball Evolution. That's absolutely correct. Yes, <laughs> that is now that's a movie. I drug a bunch of friends to see that when in theater. Did they ever forgive you? Yes, we're still friends. So <laughs> that I think movie okay. sucks. It's bad for sure. Yeah. Yes. James Marster is not a particularly good actor. Really good narrator of audiobooks. Oh. And, you know, whatever. So, I mean, obviously, fuck Josh Whedon, but like Spike's a good character. I don't know. It's, so I, I, it's I, like, like creepy for no reason. Yeah, yeah but that's kind and, of his whole thing, right? Like, I'm not saying, I mean, maybe that's a little bit of, uh, of, isn't of he Whedon coming just out like, more. Uh, Billy Idol? Was it yeah, he's, that's, that's yeah. more or less. Yeah, a nice day for uh, workplace harassment. <laughs> man, that's every day. That's every day. I, man, like all of this coming up out up about Joss Whedon is me. It, it bums me out because not so much. Well, also, like first and foremost. The way he treated people yeah, is horrible, course. but also, but also, I spent so much time being a fan of his. Yeah, so I much know. time. I know. Uh, oh, James Marsters was also in Caprica. I forgot oh. about that. I saw him at a convention once. There were 19 episodes of Cash. I should watch the other 10 episodes of Caprica I haven't seen, apparently. <laughs> show is not good, but... Well. Well, you can oh, get yeah. back to us next week after you've watched those episodes. <laughs> we'll not be doing that. But if for we're now, also talking about James Marsters, he—I'd say he's genuinely very good in Runaways. I haven't watched that, so I believe it's you. a good I think, show. Yeah. I like that show. I believe. I like the comics, uh, but I've read a little bit of the comic book. It's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, he was. I'm, I'm pulling this podcast over. Episode. I'm. I will turn this podcast around. Oh, uh, was he? Oh, I'm just going to leave it as a surprise. I'm wondering if he's in The Mentalist, but I don't want to spoil it for myself. It'll be a nice <laughs> surprise when we get there if he shows up in that show. Uh, I'm going to go check and not tell you. What's so funny I can... is I definitely was thinking James Marsters was the one in Kingdom Hearts, and he's only been in four vampi- or four video games, and two of them are Buffy the Vampire Slayer video games. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Wow. What are the other two? DC Universe Online and Real Heroes Firefighter. Okay, that's got to be, be a children's game. He needed to put some food on the table in 2009. He <laughs> apparently plays Nosferatu in the new DuckTales series. So oh, that's, like, that cool. got canceled. Oh. It's, it's, yeah, no longer going. I mean, that's like one episode, but I'm like, that's, yeah. that's, I'm. I'm how many episodes are you going to put Nosferatu in in DuckTales? I mean, yeah, like. but so. Oh, they did. Oh, I see why they had to cancel it. Number of seasons, three. Number of episodes, 69. Nice. You had to nice. go out on a high note. We're getting really close to 169, too. And I keep thinking that every time we, talk, we say that uh, what uh, episode number is. I'm like, we're so close. I feel like Sadly, 169 is... We, we can't do 169 on 420 because 420 is a Tuesday. It sure is. Well, we could release it on 420. <laughs> We just release it. We just record it I early, like and we're like, "Listen." Next episode is one sixty-eight. We yeah. have to. That's so. the problem. We have to do this for like however many years because we have to get to four twenty. We really do. Four twenty on four twenty. Mm-hmm. So listen, we have multiple years ahead of us with yeah. this. 
with yeah. this thing. Just, so we subscribe can get, to our Patreon to get us to 420 on 420. You say this like by then, Patreon. by then maybe we'll see. Hopefully. <laughs> Uh, if you would like to subscribe to a Patreon, email us at gaming at fix.space where you can uh, pre-pledge and tell us how much money you would put into a Patreon and what sort of content you would expect in return. <laughs> pre-pledge is like the... Uh, I mean, you don't have to send us any money. Just like, you know, like this is a, you know, research. Or you could send us money. <laughs> I mean, you, you could. You can send that in a in a... Sealed on in a in The best way to support Fix before we have any sort of Patreon is to maybe donate to a nice cause that you can find. I'm blanking that on cause that. Cause is me. <laughs> <laughs> I need some new shoes for school. That cause is my is is iRacing gift cards for me. <laughs> Oh well, iRacing. What's that? What's that? Is that some sort of like a uh, video game? No, it's a simulation. Oh, I'm simulation. We, a, we don't a, talk about a, those on this show. Uh, we, we only talk about video games. No, no it's simulations. A vid- it's a vid- uh, yeah, it, it's video. We only talk about video games and and James Marsters. by James Marsters and James Marsters. James Marsters. Yeah, James. Hey, Brendan James Marsden and, and or James Marsters, if you want to show up on the podcast, we would be happy to have you. Hey, you've been in video games. And you've been in video, video games. Game things. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think that's. I don't think that's. I don't think subscribe it's really their our, bag. Subscribe to our Patreon so we can pay these special guests. <laughs> One or both of them might do it for the right payback. <laughs> You know, hey, James Marsden has Sonic the Hedgehog two. He is uh, he is that's true. I think fine. What do you think the I, odds are that one or both? James Marsters though, like no 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 shade against James Marsters. Like get paid, but he is definitely in that. I'm doing the con circuit for money. Uh, he is definitely in that. I'm on cameo. <laughs> right. <James Marsters> is, <gasps> oh my god. You can get a cameo for fifty dollars. So, oh. And he'll do it within twenty four hours. <laughs> I am like extremely tempted. <laughs> James Marsden is not on cameo. No. Well, um, I racing. Yeah. So, um, I have wanted to. I used to have a sim racing wheel, kind of a, a shitty one. But when I was in high school and college, I did some sim driving. I did a lot of Gran Turismo for the most part. Um. And, I had a wheel uh, for Gran Turismo. Yeah, wasn't um, a good one. It was like some Logitech piece of junk. But yeah, I had a Logitech it. one that was force feedback at least, but it wasn't like it was. They there's a as you would imagine. There's a lot of uh, you can spend like ten grand on a sim cockpit or more if you want. Um, yeah. That's Logitech. Like, that's the chair and yeah. Like so everything. Logitech G stuff is kind of the floor for sim driving, but it's not a bad floor anymore. It's like totally fine but their wheels are gear driven meaning that there's a little motor and then it connects to gears on either side and that's what gives you the force feedback so it feels kind of gritty um because you can Mm. feel like the grooves as the gear is 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 rotating um so i recently picked up a thrustmaster t300 which is a little more expensive than a logitech g wheel but um it has a belt driven system so it's like a motor with a with a belt on it 
uh, and it gives it a little more smooth force feedback. It's not like as powerful as a direct drive wheel, which are much more expensive. They're like like can can be a thousand, two thousand, three thousand dollars for just the wheel part. Um, but the Thrustmaster one's really cool. It's perfectly good for where I'm at with the hobby right now, and it has things like you can swap the wheel out, so you can like put an F1 wheel on it and stuff like that, which is kind of cool. Um, and it comes with a three pedal set, so it has a clutch pedal, which I have not started to learn to use really because I don't drive a manual in real life. But uh, um, at some point, that would totally change my relationship with driving games if i had a like clutch pedal because like i like to do manual with like the controller but it's just like so easy to forget and it might be difficult because like you like part of it is actually like feeling the car but maybe the force feedback is good enough for that it emulates that stuff to to an extent it's it's the sound and the feel of the the the, um force feedback for sure although it also is you have shift lights on a lot of racing cars that will show you when it's time to shift up, shifting down, you kind of have to just get a feel for. But downshifting in a race car is really, really hard because you have to blip the throttle as you downshift, right? So you have to do a, you have to put your foot sideways across the gas and the brake pedal and do it in a smooth motion where you're you're braking, you're maintaining constant brake pressure to slow the car down, and then as you downshift through the gears, you have to blip the throttle. So it's this rhythmic like you have your brake held down, you go clutch in. And then you blip the throttle as you shift down, and then you clutch out and and let off the throttle, and then continue like do the process over and over again. And you're doing it like if you watch someone's feet while they're doing it, it's like bam, 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 bam to shift down through the gears because you're shifting down really fast. It's really tough. Uh, so I'm right now just doing auto clutch stuff uh, and using the paddle shifters on the back of the wheel to shift through the gears. Um, which is fine because a lot of what I'm doing is open wheel racing anyway, where you, they, I want to say, have pretty much universally auto clutches. They don't have clutch pedals um, because of the way the cars are designed. Uh, anyway, though, I've been primarily using it. I have a few different sims to use it with. Uh, I intend to use it with F1 2020. intend to use it with um, American Truck Simulator once I get the the, the H pattern shifter. Um, and... Uh, and and I can actually like shift a, a physical, you know, gearbox. Um, and then I have, uh, oh, let's see, I have Assetto Corsa and Assetto Corsa Competizione, which are two. <laughs> one of them is like a, a the base Assetto Corsa. It's like a modding platform for a bunch of shit. And then ACC is like the official GT World Challenge endurance racing game. So they're different kind of presentationally. And with different stuff in them. But the thing that I've spent the most time with since getting the wheel earlier this week is a sim called iRacing, uh, which people have maybe heard of. I don't know. Um, it's I've kind of, of it. it's kind of the standard. Bit, it's like a very wild pricing model that you could only get away with in simulation stuff because it costs a subscription fee, um, which you can get bundled to save quite a bit on if you spend like 60 bucks i think i think that's like works out to being like a year or something i don't know i I got a i did like an entry level deal and i got like three months for 20 bucks um and i think the more you bundle the more you 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 take off but then on top of that you have to buy cars and tracks too and they're like 12 to 15 dollars a piece each 
So if you're doing a racing series that's doing like 10 tracks that you don't own in a car you don't own, you're going to have to spend like $150. You get discounts for vault buying in bulk, but like there's like $1,000 in content you could buy for that game uh, (laughs) and also pay a subscription fee on top of it. But the reason for all of that is because it is definitely the most like pitch perfect racing simulator that exists. Um, some people argue that the set course is better. I don't really have the experience to, to really make an argument either way, but, but the thing about iRacing is they laser scan the tracks. So they're accurate down to like, if there's like a, an imperfection in the pavement on a certain corner, it'll be reflected in the game. Um, and reflected in a way that you can feel your force feedback bump in your wheel as you go over it and stuff. Um, same thing with the cars. The cars are like simulated to an extreme degree of accuracy. They have a really incredible tire deformation model now where you can actually, like when you're in open wheel cars and you can see your tires, you see it in real time. The tires will like deform and um, and stuff over the course of the race. Uh, but it's also it's got a huge structure around it of licensing and ratings because it's a sim so you don't want that like going into the first corner everyone just crashes that's so like it's like uh, uh gran turismo with all the licenses and the- but more in depth than that because so much of it in gran turismo is static like the way that the licenses work you're like they're i racing is a little bit more like league of legends ranked system where it's a pretty dynamic rating system that's looking at a lot of different aspects of your race and the strength of field and what other people did in order to apply points to your license. Um, and the way that you advance to driving, being able to drive more prestigious, I guess, series is by racing clean. You don't even necessarily have to be a great racer um, and placing high, but you have to be racing clean your I rating, which is like your race rating. Some of it is still a little confusing to me does come into play eventually as to giving you access to higher tier series. But like at first, all you're really worried about is racing clean races. Um, doesn't matter if you come in first or 10th or, or 20th, as long as you don't get into any scraps and you don't drive off the track and stuff. Uh, but um, it still happens a lot. Cause like in real life racing people, usually there's a, a crash at the first turn in most <laughs> races. Uh, at least in most of the Formula One races that I watch, it seems like somebody spins out or crashes or goes off track or whatever. Um, and uh, and that happens in iRacing too. Although the cool thing in iRacing is that you can get a new car pretty easily. So you go back to the pits and request a new car and you can at least participate even if you're way behind the pack. Um, but uh, yeah, I, don't, I won't, don't have to go on and on about it, but I did my first race yesterday in a Ford Legends 34 coupe, which is like, it looks like a, Ford car from 1934. Um, but I think with like modern components, I don't know what the real version of this car is like, but they go fast. So <laughs> don't believe it's a car from, I don't think it's an engine from 1934. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I did an oval race with that. And it was like, I, it was one of those moments where I was like, Oh, I've had fun driving around these tracks, but now I understand why people spend $10,000 on this and get into it as like a full hobby Mm -hmm. because the intensity of hitting the start and knowing that all of the like 15 drivers around me are real people and we're all, we all have stakes like iRacing. You have to use your real name when you race and stuff. Uh Um, 
and um you know you can contact people after races and so if you like just troll someone they can find you <laughs> not in real life but they can find you in the i racing system game doesn't the game doesn't dox you it's no like, here is no, their no. real life <laughs> driver's license no, of here's their ad- <laughs> here's their real address in the world go and if go you have a, if you have a concern like if you're if there's sensitive stuff that you don't want people to see your name for, for reasons you can um contact their customer service and usually they'll work with you to come up with a name that'll be safe for you. But for somebody like me, I don't really have a reason. It's like, it's fine. I don't mind using my real name. And um, it's, it's intense because you want to do a, you want to race a good race. That's clean and safe for everyone and fun. And also try to take some positions. Uh, So how are they, how are they like seeing if that's your name is legit? They don't really have a, nah. So you just, okay. They, there's plenty of people that fake it, but if they find out that you fake it, they'll ban you, and you have mm. you can have hundreds of dollars. Part of their terms of service is that you put your real name in. So if you make your name like Peter Butt stuff, then it's like they're like, <laughs> and someone reports you, and they're like, mm, "Is your name really Peter Butt stuff?" They'll probably just make from you the Atlanta your Butt stuffs. At, yeah, <laughs> they'll probably just make you change your name at first, but. It's generally a good idea to to go to to work with them. Well, especially because too, if you have any ambition of racing at any kind of higher level in mm-hmm. iRacing, um, th- real race drivers use this tool. Like last yeah. year, they did the Indianapolis 500 mm-hmm. in iRacing when COVID happened, and they had to postpone the race to August, the real life race. They did a in a place in its place. They did it NASCAR, ESPN, and like broadcasters just put on iRacing NASCAR when COVID was at its worst and you couldn't do real life NASCAR because it has um, like real drivers do the NASCAR cup series in iRacing alongside their real season as like practice and stuff. Um, So, and you could race in those series. They're not restricted. It's not like they're like, you know, this is only open to famous drivers. If you have the rating, to do it, you can participate in those series with those real life drivers, which is kind of the dream of every sim racer. It's like, oh my god, I would love to like actually race against a real racer uh, in iRacing. And so you're not going to be able to do it if you have a name like Tony Butt stuff. Peter Butt stuff. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's gonna, Tony Butt. Well, I don't remember. Peter Butt stuff could do it, but Tony Butt yeah, stuff is no. out. Uh, Tony Butt stuff is clearly faking. So so anyway, it's uh, it, there's incentive to try to do it right my name because i've had this is the third account i've made over the years because i lost the other two ages ago it's been around for 13 years now um and uh my so my name is is my name with a three at the end because it's the third account that i've made uh which is kind of annoying i'm gonna see if i can get them to just delete the other two accounts um but uh but but yeah i don't know it was it's really like exciting and i was like Hand sweating, hard in throat for like the whole twenty minutes knee, of the race that sweaty. I did. Yeah, knees knee weak, arms are heavy. Yeah, yeah. mom spaghetti. Mom spaghetti. I didn't vomit. I didn't vomit already. Thankfully, uh, there's no g forces, so it didn't. I didn't actually vomit. Uh, that means you're not like committed enough. You need to spend that ten grand to get the g force. A lot of people, not really. Nobody really uses the like motion sensing sim rigs. They exist, but. It's iRacing that probably has more like, for that. That seems more like a thing you go to like an arcade or like a yeah, like a fun center to experience and then you go, that was wild. Yeah, exactly. 
Uh, but it's it's really cool. I mean, you kind of need a wheel to get the most out of it, but um, mm-hmm. yeah. it's it's definitely an enjoyable thing, and I'm excited. Yeah. I'm racing in a um, the Shift F1, which is uh, the Formula One podcast done by Drew Scanlon and Daniel Dwyer and Rob Zachney, um, which I've been a listener for a few years of. Um, they're they have a not it, it's the community. They don't really uh, Drew is in it, but they don't really have any. I don't think Drew really races much in it. Um, the the community has a iRacing league and we are racing uh today formula 3 cars uh at uh the circuit de spa francorchamps which is in belgium and a difficult racetrack to race for your first formula 3 race <laughs> yeah well uh good luck we'll try and get this podcast done so you can get your practice in yeah i've been uh practicing a lot but- you were you were uh, you mentioned another game earlier in this discussion, mm-hmm. talking about the kind of the ranking systems and uh, you know speaking of competitive games, there's a new one on the scene on mobile. Yeah, I played a little bit of this a couple months ago when it came out. In Japan, it came out in Japan early. Some would say it's the oldest game of all. What? been there forever <laughs> i don't know about that but uh, well league of legends has been like i feel uh, like the I competitive mean, game say, for like, a long time dota dota would uh, is dota too older than league of legends no 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 way not okay no. uh, dota one is for sure of course yeah but. well of course of course but uh, yeah uh so riot finally did it they made their mobile League of Legends after Tencent went, if you won't do it, we'll just do it. We'll just, we own you. We'll just take the stuff and we'll make it. And we're, 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 we'll do it. Okay, we'll do it. Yeah. Well, they did, Tencent did do it. There's well, Yeah, the, but that, they didn't have the League stuff, but they no. basically made like 15 other MOBA games that were and they're all pretty bad. the same thing. <laughs> Uh, like I, play, I haven't played any of them. They so. play okay, but the thing I hate about them is like everything around all of the like stuff around the game is just a mess. Like the menus are always yeah. a mess, and like the way that the progression system and payment systems work are always a mess. Uh, yeah. So finally, there is a, and and that's kind of the story with League Wild Rift. In Wild Rift, in my opinion, is it is like actually approachable, and it has really good menus and UI. I bought uh I bought some some thumb sleeves. Thumb condoms. What yeah. You? you put them on your thumbs because my thumbs get sticky while I'm playing and it and it makes it hard to mm. use the you're, like You're you're you, you 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 say things like you're they are very much thumb condoms. Yeah, but not like in a gross way. I mean they don't get like my thumbs don't get sticky like that. They just get like sweaty. Um Okay, and uh, and it makes it hard to use the the virtual thumbstick that this game uses. This is the only game I've ever played that uses a touchscreen like thumbstick that I just don't want to throw my phone at the wall as soon as I <laughs> handle it. That's that's impressive because anytime I've played a game with the, like a virtual thumbstick, I'm just like I'm out. Yeah, it's they, terrible. They do a really good job. So it's been a few months since I played it, but I played it when it first hit yeah. the uh, app iOS. Uh, ios in japan and they do a really good job of like mapping kind of the mouse functions of like or like just like basic like targeting to it yeah um the the targeting works really well 
the combat in general is really good. They have smart buttons for like that are easy to access for the things you would want, like to give you targeting options for like hitting the tower or the creeps. Like it prioritizes champions with your basic attack. You aim the skills, all the skills are skill shots. Um, and otherwise though, structurally it's very similar to base league of legends. There's, it has a dragon lane and a barren lane and, uh, it has a jungle with the same creep camps that are in league. The, it's, Everything's basically just a little bit condensed. Is yep, what it the the like. distances are a little shorter, and the biggest change for people who have played League of Legends is, uh, and I, maybe this is the way Summoner's Rift works in full league now, but I don't think it is. There's a there aren't inhibitors. There's just the turret in the enemy base also functions as their inhibitor. So when you destroy the final turret, it spawns super minions, and the t- inhibitor doesn't respawn. Um, so, and I think in in League proper and Summoner's Rift, they still have inhibitors that respawn if you can't I win the game. Looked at it in a while. Yeah, but I, I was. I would assume because like part of the the thing with Wild Rift is they want it to be quicker, especially yeah. since it's on mobile, and the inhibitors are just another thing to like drag out the game. Totally. So yeah. if you just take those out, that shut or shortens things considerably. Yep. Uh, and the games last about twenty minutes. That seems to be about my length of time which i could do with them being a little bit shorter but yeah whatever i'm usually playing it in bed like i play a game before i go to sleep uh and it's it's fine that's like a good amount of time for <clears throat> getting ready for bed uh but um but but yeah they, it has like right now it has 62 characters in it from league of legends uh so many of your favorites the thing that is impressive to me about it the gameplay aside the gameplay is really solid it works really well it looks great at first, I was like, it, it ran at 30 FPS, but if you just go in the me- options menu, you can tick a 60 FPS option if you have a newer phone, and it looks incredible at 60 frames per second. Um, the The thing, though, is it does an incredibly good job of bringing new people into the whole concept of MOBAs and leagues specifically. This game is like clearly meant as like a feeder to be like, you know, you've played this for a while. You probably have a PC that can run League of Legends. It'll run on anything. So you could just go play that too. And I think that's the case because like I dropped 10 bucks on it to get the battle pass, which was stupid because the battle pass isn't very good. It has a really good jack skin at the end. That's why I did it. But um, most of the stuff in the middle is like just currency um, Mm -hmm. in all of the middle levels, Uh, which whatever, I'll get champions a little faster and stuff. But um the aside from that i haven't spent any money on it and i have uh 30 30 champions i want to say of the 62 mm-hmm. um because yeah, they, they just they shower really you with quick. characters uh who are you who are you enjoying playing as um well so the biggest complaint i have isn't really well it is a thing the game could solve i hope it solves it soon ish league has really good on pc league has really good um tools to queue as a certain role so if yeah. you want to play top lane, you can queue as a top laner. Um, Wild Rift does not have that yet. So you just queue. You can queue as a top or a bottom or a switch. <laughs> I wish. Um, you can just you just queue and then it and then it drops you in a lobby and everybody picks their characters. And so uh, people, I don't know how they do it because I have a pretty good connection for the game. I'm, my pings are always low and, you know, it's fast phone. But I'll like hit accept. And people will have already picked their full team and no one ever plays support, like ever, ever. So I always end up playing support. Um, so I've been playing a lot of Leona because Leona's my my main 
in base League of Legends. Sure. Yeah. Um, I, I could never I could never get down with Leona. Uh, I was always a Sona support. Uh, I just Nami. I have Sona, and I'm gonna play. I've played some Sona. I tend to play more Sona, and I have uh, Soraka too, who I like to play. Uh, fair Bananas. Degree. Yep. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's really cool, and it's it's funny because like you get champions as you level up through the first ten levels of the like account progression, and then yeah. there's a an event right now that's going on for another like three weeks called wild welcome. That's like a, a battle pass that as you level up, I think it's tied to your account level though. You get additional rewards from this event. Then there's a thing called wild rift Academy, which gives right, you stuff yeah. as you do. It's like gives you objectives sort of tied to learning the game over yeah. five days, but you don't have to do them in five like, days or yeah. lose it. It's just that you complete one set of objectives and it's like, okay, come back tomorrow and you'll get the next set of objectives. Yeah. Um, and that's really cool. And then, and some of them are like sort of tough. Like you have to actually apply yourself to get them to do them, but they're, they're helpful for learning the game. It also has like 10 tutorial levels that teach you specific mechanics more directly. And then once you finish um, the wild welcome, it popped another like, objective-based thing that had more champions that I haven't gotten that far in yet. Plus there's a battle pass and all of this probably sounds like it'd be like a mess to navigate, but they managed to make it really clean in the menus and clear like what, what's what and what your rewards for each thing are. Um, and when you have rewards to claim and stuff. So I think it works really well. Uh, I'm going to try to play some more games with different characters that are not just supports. Uh, but I'll probably mm-hmm. play a little bit of ranked stuff. One nice thing is that it defaults to all the chat being off. Like there's text chat that I think oh, is good. on by mm-hmm. default, but you can't, nobody use, has used text chat in a single game <coughs> that I've played because you have to stop moving and select the text chat option and then type it in on your phone. So nobody's yeah. doing that. The voice chat is off by default. I'm sure if oh, you turned on beautiful. voice chat, it would be a disaster, but um, I haven't seen any kind of like toxicity from people because there's not really vectors for toxicity <laughs> in the game. So um, it's, it's nice because you can just play and it has co-op too, like against AI. You don't have to play against people uh, if you don't want to. So yeah, I don't know. It's fun. I recommend it to anybody who's been curious about MOBAs or league or whatever. Uh, it's, it's definitely worth your, your, uh, your time for a little bit just to see if you like it since you can get so many champions without spending any money and get an overview. Yeah. Maybe I'll jump back in, but I, I play. What did I play on? Hmm. It is a bit of a bummer that it doesn't like. If you're like a loyal league player, I don't. Does it? It doesn't give you anything, does it? So you can do a thing called Rift to Rift, where yeah. that's in now. It may not have been in when they first launched it in Japan. Yeah, I don't think it was. If you play five games of Wild Rift, every game you get like either a champion or a skin, okay, and it's right. I believe selection. The way that they give you champions in this game is sometimes you get, you can purchase any champion at any time. No strings attached, yeah. just like with League of Legends. And you can do that with the in-game currency or with paid currency. Um, champions work out to being like five bucks-ish if you want to buy them. Or That's a little much, but... you earn them uh, through different kinds of rewards and you get, sometimes you get random chests and sometimes you get selection chests. And so with the random ones, it just randomly gives you a champion with the selection ones. You pick them, but 
to be clear, you never pay for anything random. There's yeah. no like gotcha thing going on. It's just that when you get rewards that are free, sometimes there'll be a, a random. And, uh, and you know, I think I would probably have a harder time with their pricing model if they didn't give you so many free characters and options. Like, I don't think I'll ever need to buy a character because I have like 30 of them. And yeah, and then you already and you already have thirty of them, so yeah, I feel like it's pretty steady board, drip so. of stuff coming your way. Or yeah, um, it seems like there'll be there'll be another ten or so in the next week or two if I keep playing. So like, I I don't it doesn't bother me so much that they're they clearly the thing they really want to sell you is the cosmetic stuff. Um, yeah, and the thing that they do better than well. I haven't played enough League recently to know if it's much better. I think it is. I I play sometimes, but I just play ARAMs with people when they want to play. So it's, yeah. I haven't interacted with like a lot of the store and stuff. Usually I just log in, accept an ARAM invite, and then go. Um, but the thing, the cool thing that they do is when you get a new champion, well, when you look at a new champion in the store and when you get a new champion, it plays like a little like 20 second, maybe that's maybe probably 10 second animation of the champion doing some cool shit. And on like a 3D background, you can still view their 2D art that's on the classic store, but it's just cool because it definitely does make you go like, oh man, that skin does look pretty cool when the character's like running around in it and doing this unique like animation, uh, which I think is going to, is the thing that they want you to look at and go, oh, I want to own that because it's cool looking. Um and uh, and I think it'll be effective, but the the charging for the characters. It, the thing is that I would agree that five dollars is kind of a lot, except that in a lot of other mobile mobas, first of all, they're more expensive, and they might even be more like seven bucks or something. I might even be lowballing it, but in a lot of other mobas, mobile mobas, it's either more expensive or the game is bad, mm-hmm. or in the case of things like whatever it is, the Arena of Champions or whatever the ten cent one is. That is based Valor. on league, yeah. Um, it's like an, a mess of like, well, if you want to get the character, you have to buy their shards, and then you combine the shards with a catalyst, and then maybe you'll get the character. It's just, it's terrible. So to some degree, it's like it sucks, yeah. and I yeah, don't just, think it's great. But it's just great to be able to click the button that says "Take me to the page to buy the amount of gems I need," and it's like a five dollar charge, and then. You have the character. I haven't bought any like that yet, and I don't know that I will. Yeah. But um, yeah, the way the rate you're unlocking them is just, and also you don't really need to. You're I, you're unlocking them faster than you can play them. I think this, yes, exactly. And I think this game would fall apart to some degree if it was like, okay, I finished work for the day. I'm gonna sit on my couch and play League Wild Rift for the next four hours. Like if you're doing that. You should just play League get of Legends. On your, <laughs> to get on your laptop, get on your yeah. PC. Yeah. So, so for my purposes, it is like helping me to learn more about League characters that I don't super yeah. understand because they're not identical to the the PC characters, but they're comp. They're pretty. Their kits have been yeah. adapted. So, if you yeah. know them in Wild Rift, you'll base. You'll kind of have a basic idea. It might be like, oh, they have a stun in Wild Rift, and it's it's a it's it's just a slow in League or whatever. But yeah. um, similar. They all fit similar archetypes. So it, the intention here for me is like, I would kind of like to play a little bit more League of Legends maybe later this year because I like that game a lot. Um, all of the shittiness with Riot stuff aside. Uh, but I think if you're looking for a game to dump like dozens of hours into, 
you should just play League. This game is great, though, for like, if I had a commute, it would be great to play a game on the bus down and laying in bed. It's great to play a game. And I probably will play a game or two while I catch up on Falcon and the Winter Soldier this weekend. Um, so in that in that way, I think I have a I give it a pretty high rating. And again, it's also a better on ramp for people who have never played one of these games before than jumping into full league because it's a little bit less of a commitment to download this thing to your phone and then check it out on the couch. Uh, and if you end up really liking it, then there's a f- bigger game available for you if you want it on PC. Uh, so, yeah, it's cool. I played a tiny bit. I won't talk about it. We'll pass the torch. But I did also start playing Fantasian last night, um, which is pretty cool. If you have Apple Arcade, you should check it out. All right. Well, uh, that was League of Legends Wild Rift. Allison. Yeah. Tell, tell me a story. Tell me another uh, story of the seasons. One that yeah, stars I, James Marsters <laughs> opposite James Marston, please. <laughs> um, so I don't know James if I have Marsters much to say. James and James Marston get married, and then they get divorced, and their child ceases to exist. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, I like where this is going. Anyways, uh, story of seasons, I, I don't have much more to say. I just feel like as I play more of it, the kind of more into it i'm getting uh it does a really fun job of of uh having you unlock content uh especially like both in the town and in the on your farm and things are consistently expanding and there's a lot there's more a lot more to do the more you get into it so i think that uh, I, I I liked it before, but I feel like some of the way I was talking about it last time was was a little cooler than I feel right now. So I just wanted to give that update. That uh, it's it's a good one. It's a uh, it's like I said, I feel like a little bit more chill than like a Stardew Valley. But uh, there, I, I'm at the point where I'm like, okay, here are the 20 things I need to get done eventually. That. Uh, I have in mind for playing that game. So I'm like, so there's just a, there's a whole lot to, to do. But if you, if you like that kind of, I have a farm, I, here's all the busy work I can do. Here's all the ways that I can expand things. Here's all the things that I can craft so that it can get new items to get more crafting, you know, that kind of, that kind of gameplay loop. I think this is, this is actually a really, really good one. So I'm, I'm, I'm into it now. It's nice. Yeah, there. Yeah, because like uh, part of it is that like uh, the farm buildings and stuff. It you can buy additional ones, but in uh, in this for like the first building you get, you basically have to like repair it yourself. So you get the items to repair it, and you can re- get you get items to unlock specific areas. Like uh, it's it like an area is blocked off by. Uh, uh, like rocks and stuff, so you have to get a certain amount of materials to unlock HM, it. You get the HM rock smash. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, but I, I feel like it's it's really engaging in in a way where everything is really focused on on the, that kind of system, especially uh, like like for example, like there's the there's the clothes store at, in town. But you have to bring all the items to get to the, get your clothes, and it's it's a, it's a lot more focused. I feel like on that kind of resource management that 
I feel like some people might not enjoy, but I, I'm like, I, I have legitimately put started writing down lists of like, all right, I need to have this, these five resources that I built up for this, and this, these resources for this, and you know. Oh, it's, so it's a monster hunter. <laughs> so I missed something. I thought we were talking about the story of seasons here. <laughs> so yeah, I just think that that gameplay loop is really enjoyable, and if you're into the kind of farming game thing i think this is uh, definitely a, a worthy one to keep playing if you're if, if that's something you're also into and you've already played a billion hours of uh dirty valley or something like that various seasons still going strong nice uh would you say it's like a cozy little like oh a my cozy God. little town or like a cozy there's like a cozy little grove you can go to. I I see I see where you're going. I see where you're going. Yeah, I've also been playing Cozy Grove, which uh I think Sam recommended to me and is is very much uh in the vein of uh an Animal Crossing where you go to this island uh that's filled with ghosts and you are what's known as a spirit scout so it's like a girl scout but you can talk to ghosts so your whole thing is that you're helping these ghosts um while also kind of building up your your campsite and building up this island and uh it it really encourages you to to play this a little bit each day like one of the things one of the big currencies that you can get are spirit logs which are like ghost fire logs and <laughs> you feed them one to time, your fire one time i was camping and then we, we were having a fire and we realized like the pile of firewood was glowing it was like fluorescent like glow in the dark color uh so that was cool because apparently there's a like a fungus that grows in dead wood called firefox that's just like bioluminescent yeah, so it's kind of like that, except it's like legitimately ghosts in this game give you it, and they're like, "Thank I you." Mean, they told me it was a fungus, but they might have just been protecting me from the ghosts. I don't. Know. Yeah, they they wanted to keep you like. <laughs> he doesn't need to know about ghosts yet. Yeah, he, no, he, he, can, he can't. He can't handle it. He can't handle it. He let him let him stay in blissful ignorance for a while longer about ghosts and firewood. And yeah. we're just gonna burn these ghosts. Yeah, I think one of the things that I feel like with Cozy Grove that's maybe the most maybe controversial feature is that uh, it is time based, kind of like an Animal Crossing, where yeah, where you'll be doing all these things and then suddenly they'll be like, "Well, I think that's all we can do today. You can gather more resources if you want. You can walk around what? if you want." More gone here. What is this? But. uh maybe come back tomorrow and you'll you'll be able to get more ghost logs and so like i some of it feels a little bit arbitrary where you're like mm-hmm. i'd kind of like to play a little bit more right now but mm-hmm. at the same time having it, i i think it's really wanting to encourage you're mm-hmm. gonna do this 30 minutes to an hour every day for 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 the uh extent of the gameplay which like i think like it's it does feel a little arbitrary where it's like, ah, no, they don't have any things to give you yet. It worked, worked for Animal Crossing. Yeah, but it, but it, but it, it, I think it is really going for that Animal Crossing vibe um, with kind of like a ghost sort of thing onto it. So it's, uh, yeah, no, I think that it's, um, 
you know, it, it feels a little arbitrary, but it's also like it is an Animal Crossing vibe. And I, I think it is it is a nice game to kind of pick up and do your things for 30 minutes and go, oh, I helped a couple ghosts today and now I'm done and I'm going to go play a different game or something. So I, I'm going to keep trying to putting in a little bit of time every day into Cozy Grove and see where it goes. But it's very cozy. The title is very accurate of this game. Uh, what would you say it is as cozy, cozier than, less cozy than an Animal Crossing? Um, I feel like it's diff- very different because, okay. like, cozy. Gro- I feel like Animal Crossing. The, part of it is really, you know, you you meet all these friends and you have all that kind of community and here it's a little bit more task oriented with with the people that you know but it, it's it's very it's very similar in vibe so if you like the kind of animal crossing but you're you've you spent all of your time on new horizons and you don't necessarily need to go back for the events cozy grove is a is i think a an excellent alternative and i i don't know if i'm necessarily as attached to any of the uh, ghosts on my island as say I would be about some of the characters on my Animal Crossing island but it's it, it is it is just very pleasant and nice to wander around and help ghosts with their little problems and for sure yeah did, did they bring back the eggs in Animal Crossing do you know I don't we just had know Easter was last week yeah I was wondering and about that actually this time last year people were pissed about those eggs let's see bunny day 2021 i guess maybe they like they had it but i maybe I they adjusted it yeah made it not so terrible i don't know i just i just remember Here, here's a it, uh polygon article that's oh good bunny day returns to animal crossing <laughs> yeah uh that that weird bunny, uh, which is maybe just a bunch of eggs in a suit. Who who knows what zipper is? Uh, yeah, he he um, has a zipper on his back, so you're not. It's not a real bunny. Well, it's it's filled with eggs. You just unzip it, and it goes. It's just it's it's eggs all the way down. Like there's actually like that was one of the theories. Is zipper is just a bunch of eggs? Gollum. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of golems, you went and hosted on our favorite, uh, partner podcast, uh, Super GG Radio. Yeah, I was the guest on Super GG Radio. Yeah. Woo! That was really fun. We, we had a good time, and I played... You'd be done by now if this was Super GG Radio. I, early on, they're like, "Let's have a break, dude. Do you need to go do anything?" And I'm like, "We would not be talking about games quite so this, early." This podcast stops for no one. You haven't even talked about James Marsden yet, <laughs> <laughs> or Brendan Fraser. We did Hey, hey, we didn't get to talk about James Marsden at all, but we did. Where talk about is a lot the of dragon stuff. fucking? Yeah, but we, we, I played a bunch of uh, of games for, for their early adopters section. Um, the one that I am most excited about is uh, Spider Hack, which you're a spider with a lightsaber, and it's like oh, kind okay. of like a party fighting game. And I am like, I need this game because 
the movement is really, really fun because you're you're using kind of spider webs to zip up and zip around, and then you use the right stick to have your kind of lightsaber and wiggle it around. And I'm like, this game, this game has potential, man. I'm this game has everything. I'm like, it, it, it's somewhere in the uh, in the um, stuff. It's like it's a spider with a lightsaber. What more do you need to know? And I'm like, you, you know, legit fair. Uh, we also played um, Tales of the Neon Sea, which is a it was free on Epic. I don't know if it's still free on Epic, but it's a huh? Not now, not anymore. Oh yeah, um, which was uh, it, it's basically a, a cyberpunk noir adventure game, which is which is pretty fun, and I'm, I might actually go back and play a little bit more of it. Uh, some of the puzzles are a little bit like adventure gamey puzzles where you're like, I get it, I don't need to necessarily do all this, but uh, the the vibe is good, and it's you're you're basically a noir detective in a cyberpunk world, which is is very neat. So nifty. So yeah, that that was really fun. Uh, Played a lot of games, and uh, it, it was fun to uh, chat with those those dudes. Uh, like I said, the, <laughs> the the pace of Super GG Radio is so different from ours that it was like it was like we're we're moving here through games. Yep. So, <laughs> yep. Uh, is that episode's going up on Sunday, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah I think the, so. Yeah, yeah. Sunday That's when they normally go up. Time. Yeah it's, yeah, it's hard for me to remember because I'm, like, ahead, so it's usually out on Monday for me or late Sunday, so it's all, it's all thing. But, uh, yeah, so, so go over to Super GG Radio to listen to that. Always a good time uh, talking with those folks. Uh, any any other things you want to shout out, talk about, Allison? Uh, no, I think there, uh, well, there are a couple of other games that I played on there that I, I think were very fun, but the, the early adopter that I'm most excited about is, is Spider Hack, and I am going to be, uh, man, I, I'm hoping that that game comes out eventually and is very good, because it's delightful. Did you check out that, an- or that show I told you about, Pui Pui Molkar? No, but it looks so cute. It, it is so good. I, I think I've watched all the episodes now, but it's stop motion, uh, like felt guinea pigs that are um, basically function as cars, but they're also like autonomous or sentient. And so like little car, little like action figure people or like model people like sit inside them, but then they're like stop motion humans and they just they get up to shenanigans and have fun and like the episodes are like three minutes long real good people should watch Pweepy Molkar on Netflix but that's all for that uh, I played some games some new games uh, one I played on the Playstation Plus that would be Lorne Lanning's Oddworld Soulstorm the new abe's odyssey or it's not abe's odyssey it's odd world but <laughs> from that it, it is a sequel to abe's odyssey i think i've never played these games before i played a little bit of stranger's wrath but i believe I this is a direct sequel think about odd world again after what you no. did <laughs> hey i'm just you know uh speaking of super gg radio alex arona like put it in good terms abe has like a real jesus on the cross physique i don't like that either i'm 
He's cut. There's just a lot of crimes that have been committed. It's a lot of psychological warfare that's happening around Oddworld, and I just want it to go away. Just, I, I just want to. I don't want to yuck any yums. I just want to blip the the Oddworld series out of the out of existence at this point. That's uh, I, hey, this this game is about a lot about slavery, and I don't think we want to like do genocide against the Mudicons. Well, no, I mean a lot of the story stuff in Oddworld is pretty good in terms of its it, themes and politics yeah. but still it's, it's it's pretty timely right now with like the amazon stuff going on um like the unionization and all that stuff um like the game opens on like a bunch of like new stories that are kind of like illuminating like the fallout from the first game which is you freeing a bunch of mudicons from like slavery and like a, yeah i believe uh like a meat like pack a, the, plan, isn't it? It's like they, they, they make, make like Soul Storm, which is like a drink. I I don't yeah, know exactly. It's like I food, didn't play it. It's but, some kind of food production, yeah. but it's like a junk food or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's just you know capitalist nightmare. Like, yeah. Why would the why would the uh, workers rise up against their super great boss and you know yeah. all that kind of stuff? And basically, you're being ch- the the plot of the game is you're being chased down by the guy or like the you know the the owner of the plant he like wants his revenge so he's Mm -hmm. chasing down uh all your you know your crew that you saved and abe gets separated from them and has to go on a journey to save as many as he can an odyssey if you will yeah yeah it's it's an odyssey um odyssey's on odysseys for abe yep uh he then he he gets lost for like seven, like 20 years or something. Then he comes back and everyone's like, I'm Abe. No, I'm Abe. And then the, the lady says, well, if you're really Abe, then you can throw this bottle of soul storm through like seven ax heads and hit this target. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you're, it's, it's a two, what is it called? 2.5 D like puzzle platformer emphasis on the puzzle more than the platformer uh like you're it's a lot of platforming but you're mostly like solving puzzles and going the right way you can like i don't know how much of this is from like the original games but i've again i've never played it um so you can like do this chant thing to possess enemies and then you can fight and do that abe is not very like sturdy uh so you just kind of have to work your way around people you can throw things at them like you throw the soul storm which is like the soft drink that everyone's drinking all the time that's very flammable which doesn't seem good you shouldn't be drinking that unless it's just like super high proof alcohol maybe i don't know uh but yeah so you can like throw that make fires you can use that to burn down walls and things like that throw water to put out the fires and possess enemies and uh yeah it's it seems i'm enjoying it it's there are some like iffy things where like getting puzzles to like behave like the enemies to behave in the way you need them to uh isn't always uh like easy or i'll just make like a dumb mistake and i'll like get myself killed but they're pretty generous with the checkpoints which is nice so there's nothing like, worse than a game like that where the checkpoint is like yeah. 30 minutes before and you're just 
just like, oh. Yeah, no. Then th- these levels are like an hour long, like 45 minutes to an hour long, which I was like, this just goes and goes. Um, I don't know how long this game is. It's like, f- I think it's 50, might be 70, but I think it's like 50 bucks. Um, really? If you don't have PS, if you don't wow, have PS Plus. I got to redeem that shit before I forget. Yeah. I yeah. And like, I, I think uh, it's, I think it's worth checking out. Um, to be honest with you, it feels like the kind of series that I've clowned on for a long time that I would probably actually really like if I played them. I'm like, it, I, it feels like a series you would like, Pat. Yeah. I'm like the, you can get like the whole series on steam minus the new one for like 15 bucks. So I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll try those some at some point. I don't think that it, they're like, I don't think it's like getting into a JRPG series. I don't think they're like no. hundreds of hours. I think it's more like five or six hours per game. Yeah, this this one I'm like three levels in, and I have two of like fifteen items on the the crafting tree, <laughs> or something. You know, yeah, or, this one I, might be a a chunkier game for sure. It, it 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 definitely seems like it, but and like uh, so the game starts in like media res, like you're on a train, you're. But you're wondering how I got here. Stuff's going down, <laughs> and then it goes. It's like twelve hours earlier. And I still haven't gotten to back to that point. I've played like four levels or something. Um, and each of those levels has been about an hour. Um, so what's it's like, it's pretty chunky. What uh, I think so far. is so cool about the, 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 like the developer. I mean, obviously it's Lauren landing is kind of at the front, but I mean, it's a whole team that makes these games is Oddworld. They do a lot to make sure that they're, accessible or uh, um, available. I don't mean necessarily, I don't know how accessible they are from an accessibility standpoint, but like you can buy all of the games except this new one on steam right now. And all of them have been, they claim to have been kind of updated to work well with modern machines and look right. Like I'm looking at Oddworld Munch's Odyssey, which I didn't even, I forgot that that existed. And it's like a 3d platformer looks like kind of a psychonauts sort of thing. And they did a new version of it in 2016 that has 60 FPS and higher resolution textures and stuff and a bunch of bug fixes. And I think it's cool that they support these games for so long, given what they are. Because typically when you have a series that's been running for 30 years or whatever, I mean, this not 30 years, but 20 some years, 24 years almost, um, the the when you try to go back to the old games, there's always some pain in the ass around accessing them um yeah if they're like original playstation titles or something or worse um and uh it's cool that they just all of this stuff is on steam and available something something to be said for that it's yeah uh it i don't know that i'm like oh i want to go back and play all the games in the series sure sure Uh, but it because it's from what i've heard it sounds like this is pretty faithful to those games but think one of i maybe this is in the other games i don't know like you can as you're saving the mudokons from around the world your um i don't know the curse thought but i won't i won't share it with the podcast oh god um unless you ask uh 
<laughs> you can tell me. That? Yeah, like, what are we doing? Oh, oh, I mean, well, I just, you know, I had my thought, like, you know, there's got to be someone out there who's sexually attracted to the Mudacons, the Abe, the, you know, the Abe's Odyssey there's folks, a, the Oddworld people. And then I just like, you know, they're not everyone. that dissimilar to Vortigaunts from Half-Life. So, oh, yeah, you know like, that. There's got to be people. You know people are into that. There are yeah, people who, you know when what? Half-Life Alex was announced, were like, you know what this means. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> high a high quality a high for I source filmmaker. <laughs> for, for source filmmaker. Um, anyway, so you, as you're saving these your buddies from the uh, through the levels, they like start following you, and then there are ways they can interact with like the puzzles and like, oh, I need to collect seven of them so they can all activate these buttons or whatever, or I need to get them to safety and. There's a lot of stuff in here for like, there's like a streamer mode to like help count everything if you want that or like, you know, and timing. And there's just like a lot of stuff throughout the levels to discover. So they, sure. it doesn't seem like there's any like incentive to like get any of it other than like they acknowledge like, hey, you found X of X in this level. So, but I think and, um, I don't know for sure. Yeah. I believe there's like a system of, of like it can have some narrative implications based on certain numbers that you hit of characters. I'm not positive on that. Maybe, maybe Um, that. Yeah. But I, I want to say that was a thing in previous games that, that the number like, it's it's like a cool, if i recall it's like kind of a cool like put your money where your mouth is narratively of like you actually do have to rescue as many characters yeah. as you can to get the best ending but i could be wrong yeah. about that too i don't it's not like based on anything other than like going through i i've managed to save every character i've found but i haven't found every character in a level like without you know uh it has like a little like heading there or like a little ui thing that tells you like here's how many people are in this level and it lights them up as you find them and then save them. Mm-hmm. And I've not found everybody in any of the levels. Like there have even been some levels like early on where it's like, there was one dude in here. You just didn't find him. I'm like what? Okay. I had no idea. Uh, so that was interesting. And there's like been a lot of like doors. I'm like, I don't, I can't open this. I don't know. I guess I'm just moving on. Uh, which is interesting. I'm like, do I come back here later or something? I don't know. Uh, so that's weird, but I'm not like too bent out of shape over it. Cause it doesn't seem like there's anything that matters that much. At yeah. least So far, but I didn't, it, re- uh, yeah, if you've got a PlayStation five, it's on PS plus. So I didn't it, realize I'd say it's worth checking out that new and tasty game that they did was a remake of the original Abe's Odyssey. Yeah, so. I, was, I was just reading that on yeah. Steam. And uh, Soulstorm is $50 on PS4. Still, that's and- chunky. I would have assumed it would have been like 30 bucks. So yeah. it's chunkier than I would have expected. Um, yeah, that's, and- uh, that's uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales. Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales money. Well, uh, yeah, sure. Spider Spider's man hat and you and you bought well the, and also like seventy dollars Miles Morales is already Marvel overpriced. Spider-Man. IMO. Yeah. I mean, it's a good game. Don't get me yeah. wrong, but it's 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 Fine. worth your time. But it's it's that's it's not yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, feels like anyway. a forty dollar game as I, I felt like a forty dollar game as I played it, not a fifty or certainly seventy dollar <laughs> game. Well, uh, let me tell you about another game. Then speaking of games that don't feel like they should be full price, uh, oh I've been playing the demo for. Actually, I like this game more than I thought I would. The demo for Resident Evil uh, Reverse, the beta for Resident Evil Reverse, which is the multiplayer game they announced that is going to be launching along with um, Resident Evil Village. Looks uh, next so month. bad. Is yeah, I mean, it's definitely <laughs> like we have these I mean, assets laying around. Yeah, we have these assets laying around from all these Resident Evil games we've been making. And Capcom insists that we make a multiplayer game out of them for some reason, which is still just like, what are you, what is you doing? Um, I, I, I like sense like Operation like Raccoon City, which or, sucked. Yeah, no, I mean they've like they've always like their multiplayer stuff has always been bad. Like the co-op in like five and six is like passable. Um. But and they already pulled like, this reverse thing down. But no, it's uh, I was just playing it earlier today. Oh, um, so they must put it back. I up. think it, it was down. It was down for like Got maintenance. It. Got it. Yeah. Um. And it's just a beta. Like it's you know testing stuff. Yeah. There's sure. one level in it right now. But for those who don't know, oh, Resident Evil Reverse is a I think it's a six person six person deathmatch game where you play as. A character from the Resident Evil franchise, like a Chris Redfield, a Claire Redfield, a Jill Valentine, Leon Kennedy, Ada Wong, or Hunk uh, is the other character in the demo. I don't know what the final roster is. Tofu going to be in there? I don't know. He should be. Yeah. Barry? Wesker? Who knows? What? Um, So, and then you've got, like... uh, each character has like their personal weapon. So like Ada has a crossbow. Claire has an SMG. What does Chris have? Chris has an assault rifle, maybe. Uh, Jill has an assault rifle, and Leon has a shotgun. You know, stuff like that. And then they all have like a pistol. And then everyone has their like L1 and R1 is a like special move. Sure. So you got like a mine. It's or, a hero like, shooting, or yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, third person, and so you're going around, you're racking up kills, uh, and but when you die, you become a bioweapon. Mm. So you become like a like a bloater type thing. What game? I don't even know what game some of these are from because they're like smaller versions of things. Uh, so like you can become one of like the sewer dogs from Resident Evil Three. That have like big, like weird mouths, but you're kind of like a smaller version of that. Or yeah. you can become uh, like a weird, like zombie, like thing that can explode. And as you around the level are um, like by like you know, chemical vials or whatever, and you pick those up, and you can pick up to two of them. And the more of those you have when you die, the more powerful a bioweapon you become when you die. So you can become like Nemesis if you have two of them, or you can become if you got one, you could become Jack, like uh, Pop, uh, Daddy Baker, Papa Baker, Uh, the dad from Resident Evil Seven, who is chasing you around. You've got like your big like chainsaw scissors, 
Uh, and then they've got their own like set of moves. And then once they die, then you respawn as your human character. That's uh, kind of rad. Yeah, it's it's it works better than I thought it would. And maybe I just feel that way because I've managed to win most games I've played uh, or at least do well in them. Uh, but it's, it's like it's a little weird because it's like it's pulled it's pulled back further than like the Resident Evil games are like from the third person's perspective. And like you've got like independent camera movement, whereas those games like your character was always like tilting and like turning, so the movement can feel kind of wonky at times. And like there's a way to lock on, but like I just sometimes I just can't lock on. And but it feels like surprisingly balanced for like uh like bioweapon versus human and stuff. Like sometimes it's very easy for the bioweapon to just wreck, but then if the human, you know, does things relatively right and like uses their abilities correctly, they can take on like a nemesis fairly easily. I don't. Uh, so it's uh, it's surprisingly well balanced. It's really weird that this beta test is being run in such a weird way. Oh, because it's like I'm on the web on the page. I didn't realize it was yeah. an open beta. I'm on the page yeah. for the open beta test, it says at the top, regarding the open beta test, today's open beta test has now ended. Thank you all to all who have participated. Tomorrow's test is scheduled to run from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Japan time. We look forward to your continued participation. And then it says, like, Resident Evil reverse open beta test coming soon. And then the entry conditions, it says the beta test period is April 8th to April 11th. And then below that, April 7th to April 10th. <laughs> like, Weird. And then there's nowhere on the page where you can Wait, click that, to get that, access to the beta. That must, that must be uh, like a like a date thing, because like if they're talking about Japan time, tomorrow would be the 11th, if it, the next thing is from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. It's just or a weird... So then that would time, be the 10th. It says like yeah. April 8th, 2 a.m. to April 11th, 2 a.m., but only during specific yeah. windows. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, that is strange. And there's nowhere that I can see anywhere where you can click to get access to it. <laughs> you just have to download it. But there's no, it's not on Steam. No, it's on. I think it's only on PlayStation. It's not. It says that you can do it on Steam, Xbox, or oh, PS or PlayStation. Oh. But when you know. search it on but Steam, I... all you get is the is Resident Evil Reverse, which you can only get through purchasing Resident Evil Village. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> Wait, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I've been playing. Oh, oh no, here, wait, here's I the beta. It. Here's the beta. It. Yeah, I found it, too. Right it just there. wasn't showing up the first time I searched. Mostly negative user reviews. Uh, I, I, yeah. I, like, this isn't a game I would pay for. Uh, but I don't think anyone will be. If it, 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 I have had more fun with it, and I have gone back to it, like, a few times uh, in, like, the past, like, two days, like, Partially, I think, because, like, it feels good to win at a game, like, a competitive game. Um, but there's only the one level right now. It's the Raccoon City Police Department. And so it feels like, okay, I've, pl- I've played enough of it. But, like, once Village drops, like, I'll, after I've played Village, I'll hop into Reverse at least a few times and, like, enjoy it, see what's going on. And maybe, like, the full game will not be exciting or not good at all, but I'll at least be... I at least had fun with the demo. Hey, it's, you know, 
some games i did not have fun with the demo so. sure i mean i'm gonna try it i found since i found the thing it's six gigabytes yeah. to download so it's not like it's a uh, huge download god yeah their their account account registration process is so weird too well, now, now you need a Capcom account. Yeah, I hadn't had one, I guess. Is, and it's, well, uh, yeah, I don't. You've never needed one before. Uh, I'm surprised you don't need one for like Monster Hunter, actually. But I don't know. It's yeah, weird. So you need a you, now to, you need you to do, make a Capcom it, account. They call it a provisional registration when you first register. What weird. the fuck? When I put in my date of birth, it's like one numerals one two three and then written out four five and then numerals six seven eight nine and then written out ten <laughs> in the sometimes like, that happens like sometimes that happens with J- japanese like, yeah uh, it tra- must be like, that they're translating like, like, yeah. translation they yeah. must be machine translating the magist- registration form because i see that a lot when i'm like filling out forms for they do have uh, japanese. they do have an and uh they have non binary gender options in their sign up process yeah more than i can say for a lot of video game related <laughs> sign ups well uh yeah so that's resident evil reverse it's uh coming out with uh, resident evil village next month so. i suspect that it will not actually come out or it will come out and quickly be shut down <laughs> that's part I of why mean, i want to play the beta is that i'm not convinced that this thing is going to come I mean, out because people they put out, fucking hate it this is this is better than resistance like in my opinion this is better than did resistance come out other, oh yeah oh i thought resistance got canceled Oh no! It oh, came out with Resident okay. Evil Three. Gotcha. Like, like it felt like Resistance was their the thing they were going to put out, and then people went, "What the fuck?" And they're like, it "Okay, awful. we got to we got to put together Resident Evil Three real quick." Uh, was what it felt like, but like this is there are worse ways. There they could have made a worse game. They're charging like sixty dollars. Mm-hmm. Oh no, never mind. It comes with Resident Evil Three. Okay. Yeah, yeah. This is this, is, this okay. game is like a bonus thing. They are not charging for this game. Uh, it is it no. Is yeah, bonus, I knew that was the case basically. with this one. I was looking at Resident Evil Resistance, which also has mostly negative reviews. Oh, on yeah. Steam. No, yeah, no. That that game is not good at all. At all. Apparently, it's, it's just like, a wasteland for hacking. Now there are people still playing oh, it, I'm but sure. yeah. Interesting idea, not not fun at all to play. Uh, but yeah, all of these negative that's, reviews are saying this game would be great if there weren't hackers, which I'm sure is not true. That's and not it's true. Funny. That's not true at all. Uh, but what is true is it's time to move on to the news. Woo! Move on to the news. News, news. Uh, speaking of games that Pat thinks won't come out. The most anticipated game of 2021, Deathloop from Arcane Studios. That game will come out. Has been delayed uh, to September, supposedly. Sure. I think it'll Uh, come out. I I think it could get delayed again, but it'll come out. I you would hope. Uh, I mean, we were so close. We were like a month. We were like a month away, and they're like, "We gotta, we gotta delay it." Which, hey, take your time. Uh, I want that game to be good. I I believe in Arcane. I trust in Arcane. Uh, but it is funny, like people going into conspiracy mode after the deal with Bethesda and Microsoft closed, and now the people got to get over that published stuff. game. Uh, 
getting delayed is very if funny, anything but if anything there's a very good chance that it needed the time and that now yeah. that they're under microsoft microsoft said look take the time if you need it you know like yeah, maybe i think it's more likely that the microsoft not that i'm hot on microsoft acquiring people but yeah. it's, it's probably likely that the microsoft acquisition had a positive impact on the development of that game versus bethesda saying look you gotta get the game we need a summer game we don't have anything this year um, yeah is I would assume, um, but either way, I mean, t- t- they should take their time on it. They, they delay arcane sure. arcane games always get delayed like two years. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I seem to recall that happening with Dishonored and Dishonored Two anyway. That they got like perpetually uh, delayed and Prey, but I could be misremembering. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. But yeah, so that's uh, the PlayStation uh, exclusive. Mm-hmm. But uh, don't worry, because. Sony's got more games for you in the pipeline, such as uh, MLB The Show on Game Pass. <laughs> it's on Game Pass. No, uh, <laughs> God, such a it's the weirdest thing that's happened in video games that I can remember. Uh, we, we, actually, we, I'm sure you talked. Yeah, about we, it last we week. talked. Yeah, we talked about that last week. Um, no, uh, this week Jason Schreier reporting from uh, Bloomberg. That uh, Sony is apparently remastering or remaking The Last of Us One. The most depressing thing. (laughs) Yeah. So depressing. Yeah. So the story, the way the story went was there was a team, like an internal team from Sony Visual Arts or uh, some branch of Sony was basically like a support studio that was like, we want to make a game. Uh, you know we want to like branch out and make our own stuff and the way they started we're like we're gonna remake last of us that we're gonna but they had like no like no support they had no budget they had no like blessing from like sony to make it they're just like we're just gonna start making this and then they were like hey we actually need you to support last of us 2 and like get that out mm-hmm. and then they're like okay well we can get back to our project but then they're like yeah we're just gonna move this we're gonna put a bunch of people from naughty dog on this project with you and then it became so many people that it just became like a naughty dog project like yeah it just and we it sounds like a bunch of the people involved have like left we don't from the visual arts yeah it's the thing about games. I think that last of us I understand why people like it as much as they do and why it's as popular as it is but part of the reason that it it has staying power is they already remade it once and the remake is still fine. Like you can go, well, I played it last remake year. It. They remastered it. Sure, like, yes, th- yes, this yes. Is, yeah, this is the way that the way that this was pitched was not. Yeah, we're just like going to remake. re remake. You know, they're gonna do but, like a crash four, which feels like not, almost like a, worse a because I feel like or whatever, like remake it from the ground up, basically, and like. Because that presumably would take a lot more resources than just like a remaster. Like, like if if that game only came out on the PS3 and there was no way to play it on the PS4 or PS5, right? Then then that would be one thing. But well, I mean, yeah, like I, I think that that there's some bummer art choices in the Demon Souls remake, but I get it. I get why it exists, and it's cool that it exists. Yeah. And but this is as someone who played The Last of Us remastered last year. It doesn't feel, it feels good. It's still fine. It's fine to play. There's nothing yeah. about that game that I went like, ugh, while I was playing it. Yeah. The, the only thing is that some of the story choices, I think, still suck. But they're not going to change those. Yeah. Um, right, no. And Unless they put the Nomura ghosts 
in The Last of Us. Hopefully. It's something. I don't know. I don't actually think that they can change that game they, at all. They, 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 yeah, no, there is nothing they can do, like, creatively. There is nothing that they would be allowed to do. Yeah. No. And nothing it's, that they would be willing to do. It's obnoxious. Creatively it, to make it, to make it worth playing to me. Because, uh, what, because they're going to have to remake uncharted at some point right like that's oh, that, be well, that was that was one of the rumors was they were part of the rumor was they were going to remake uncharted one but then that was like too much work because it was like too old basically and so it was like i don't even this the story was like so i guess my I, point is is naughty dog just going to remake and remaster their own shit for the next 10 years like that's the, that's like the <laughs> bummer of the story to me is like why is naughty dog remaking their own game like especially the last of us later, when like, there's stuff like infamous and and the original uncharted like there's games that could that use could a fresh get, coat of paint yeah. if you're gonna remaster something i would prefer they just not remaster anything and just yeah. work on emulation to get those games running on a ps5 but the old games but like yeah. w- there's plenty of interesting games that could use a remake or a remaster and the last of us is not one of them well and and it's naughty dog uh you know their problem you know plenty of problems around naughty dog naughty dog sure. uh in their development practices and their like hr and you know yeah the list goes on and on but they're like sony's pinch hitter like they they will get the job done they will put out like an impressive piece of oh yeah software as much for as those I consoles dislike, they will they will make everyone go holy shit yeah, as much like, as i dislike the last of us 2 it plays and it's one of the best playing games of its type and, ever made for sure and the idea that the studio would go and we're just we're just gonna remake the same thing we've already done twice now yeah, and then you know, yeah if you want to say like three times with the last of us two, like last of us two looks really good. Sure. But I don't need the last of us to look like that or like have improved game. Like, you know, there, my point is last of us remastered still looks really good. Yeah. Why are, <laughs> and it plays why, well. What are we, what is, what is we doing? Well, what we're, and it's, I think it's that it does take more resources for them to remake last of us. But it probably takes less resources for them to remake Last of Us than it does for them to make a new game. So right. what Sony sees it as is like a cost-benefit analysis of like how yeah. much money can we squeeze out of the stone without actually doing anything yeah. new or creative. Because they don't care about doing anything new or creative. They just care about printing money. And, you know, like say what you will about this. It's going to print money. Oh, like, of course. Yeah. People will buy it. People will buy it. So it's like. It, people it's will like, buy PlayStation the, 5s to play this game. Yeah, so it's like at the end of the day, I mean, it's it's creatively bankrupt, but at the same time, like it is still like you see the financial sense. It's just like annoying that this is what makes such financial sense. That's why it's so depressing to me, because it's frustrating, not just because Sony's making the choice and Naughty Dog is is going along with it, but also because so many people want it where it's just like, you know, I bet that they could just re-release the Avengers every year in theaters the first Avengers movie with new special effects, and they'd never need to make another film. Disney could just never make another film ever, and we could just watch the same fucking movie over and over again, and people yeah. would go mm-hmm. apeshit for it. And it's so yeah. frustrating because it's like the society at large doesn't want anything cool or interesting. Society at large only wants to do the same yeah. thing over and over again that is already kind of on shaky creative ground. <laughs> Because I don't think that The Last of Us is worth this to me. (laughs) Or, like, Uh, theoretically, you know, 
Naughty Dog could create a new IP that is just like blows everybody's mind, everybody buys it, and it's even bigger than that, but that's not safe, whereas, you know, The Last of yeah. Us is a known quantity. Like and that's like that's the thing, is that people might want something new, but they it's it's hard to gauge what that would even be versus like, hey, we put effort into this, and like you can probably estimate pretty accurately. Uh, okay, th- the development is going to cost this. It's likely going to make this amount of sales. Therefore, this is the amount of profit we are likely to get, and yeah. it's likely guaranteed. I'm whereas, sure they like, can almost guarantee that within a ten percent margin of error. Yeah. Whereas, like a new IP is a lot more risky. So it's like that's a, that's a. You know, especially like a lot of those bigger studios, movies or games, it's like risk is the thing that they are avoiding. And, you know, as much as as things kind of like get bigger and bigger in terms of budget, like with both games and movies, it's it's not going to get better because, hey, you're you're you're, you know, risking. You you don't want to make a risky bet on a hundred million dollars or you yeah. know, no, I well, yeah. I asked Jim Ryan, and why would anyone want to play The Last of Us on That's PS4? That's the other <laughs> weird that game. That game, that game just looks like shit. Uh, you know, it's it's old. It looks like garbage. So you have to make the new one. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't. Does I? I really want to ask Jim Ryan how he feels about like <laughs> old movies. That's the thing I want to know more than anything. It's like ask Jim Ryan what is the Citizen Kane of games. Well, uh, like the fact that like. Why would anybody watch that? It's in black and white. Regardless of my past aspersions towards Citizen Kane, it is still one of the best looking films of all time. And it's one of the first. So like, I just don't get it. And it's true of video games too. If you just look just like, I still think the best looking video games of all time came out like 20 plus years ago. Oh yeah, uh, I think I mean like I think some of the especially like spray work on like SNES games. Yeah, is, exactly. You know, some of the best looking in terms of For sure. Yeah. Uh, it's it's twenty it's years ago is GameCube and PS2 baby. I said that's why I said twenty plus, because I don't <laughs> not necessarily talking about those. But, I mean, although GameCube, the planes Cube, and Ace there's Combat a lot of good games. Look fucking great, so uh uh but in that Schreier piece on Bloomberg, he kind of talks about how the uh, like the leadership, like the helmet Hellman, is that his name from the Worldwide Studios? Helmet Gorilla. I thought Helmet Kruger when you said that. Helmet. Hey, it could be. You never know. Uh, he gets around. Uh, Helmet Hurst <sighs> and Jim Ryan were both like very like budget conscious and basically like why are we this this is too much money why are we spending money on this uh specifically about the remake thing and uh basically that sony is just like not interested in pursuing like the smaller projects they just want to like focus on big budget things now so like things like concrete genie or you know they close in japan studio to some degree i have to admit the their small projects haven't been particularly good recently like they've been yeah they've been clearly passion led i'm not trying to to pick on the teams yeah. that made them but like i looked a little bit at concrete genie and it just didn't look particularly great um yeah. so to some extent i think a team like that could maybe be better served as more of an indie i mean i don't want people to lose their jobs of course but mm. if you 
making those games just if Sony's not interested in making them, it's not worth forcing it, I guess. And it seems like a team like that would be better served to work in the indie space where they don't have the pressure from and like they can work with a publisher like Devolver or Annapurna that's going to like support them rather than pressure them. Um, And uh, and and so I don't necessarily think it's the worst thing for Sony to move away from those kinds of projects if they're not going to do it with their whole heart, which it seems like they haven't been. Um, Mm, Yeah. But at the same time. To me, it is not. I did not buy a PlayStation Five to play remasters of or remakes of The Last of Us and Uncharted and Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. I bought a PlayStation Five to play new video games and like right. fucking make new video games. <laughs> I don't care if I have to. I don't war, care if The Last of Us looks like slightly better than it did. I'm never going to play know? The Last of Us again in my no. life. That will never no. occur. It doesn't matter Give if it me- is a remake or not. Give me Bloodborne at 60 frames per second, and then we yeah. can just call it a and day. I'm not even we can, asking. We can, we can end the generation. You don't need to put out <laughs> any more games. People keep Sony. saying, just, like, Blood, Bloodborne remaster, remake, whatever. I don't even need that. I just want them to put the 60 FPS patch out. And the only reason <laughs> yeah. I rail about that is because clearly it's possible because someone made it work. So, yeah. uh, so I think they should do that. But in general, like, just support the existing SKUs and find new ways yeah. to get them in front of people. I would have more sympathy if it wasn't fucking sony we're talking about like they don't they're not like some struggling right it's like by publisher especially like you know you understand that there's an element of you know especially when when with all kinds of uh things like game development their money is a is a factor but at the same time like I, i i don't i don't know it's like and the answer to me isn't Oh, it's hard to make enough money to support the wildly bloated business that we run by making new and original IP. So let's remaster and remake old games. To me, the answer is like, perhaps God of War Ragnarok doesn't need to cost $100 million to make, and you could scope it a little bit differently. Like, perhaps you don't need to make these games that are like, completely absurd in their like their their Mm -hmm. their production value and instead you could just make good games because like i understand like god of war is a great game i i liked it a lot disco elysium is in my opinion orders of magnitude better than god of war and disco elysium was made by like 12 people for like a couple hundred grand like if that so you don't need to do this the way that Sony does this prestige style. They're only hurting themselves. So if they're struggling in a few years, I don't have a lot of sympathy for them because like they're making yeah. these choices and they suck. The, well, it even, even like their successful games, uh, this, another thing from the story is days gone Two was pitched by right. Ben studio totally. and they're like, and days gone, not a, like a critical success, but it commercially did very, very I'm well. Super excited! I have too much on my plate right now, but that's the game that's like in my periphery. Like I want to play it so bad because I had so much fun playing the like opening parts that I played because it's so dumb. Well, savor it because you're not getting a sequel. Yeah, it's because Sony said no, we don't. And so now, now uh, that studio is working on a new project, a uh, new game, but. It's very interesting that they're like, hey, we had this commercial success and we're not going to like pursue it anymore. My suspicion is Sony said no because Last of Us 2 came out and the timing of everything is like 
there because originally there was going to be that last of us two multiplayer thing i think that got canceled um that's the rumor or it's still in development but got pushed or something i wonder if maybe they're the i know it was reported on no no days gone too i wonder if it's more not yet is the real answer to that and it could could come down the line um and you know in like 15 years once ben studio manages to make one game (laughs) yeah yeah true uh, um you know make a game and then pitch days gone two again yeah it would certainly be a long time days Days gone took a long time to come out so you would hope that if they were to make a sequel that they would it wouldn't take as much time because there's ostensibly a lot of assets they could reuse from the original no, game I, and I a lot know, of it might be on elements the playstation 6 by that point who knows i don't think that the playstation 6 is gonna ever happen actually but uh <laughs> if it does it won't be for a long time well you know why it won't happen because sony is once again looking to push into the mobile space <sighs> and adopt their most popular franchises to mobile you know what that means sony erickson playstation phone again new one <laughs> baby you don't need the vita because you got the playstation phone the uh i just want a gotcha where i can dress up nathan drake in cute outfits that's what i would like sure like uh what what kind of cute outfits you know like maid outfits and okay like you know, cat cat person outfits i haven't played much of uncharted more Final fantasy 14 but i want to play that yeah i'd play it Ooh. And they have to make uh, what's uh, um, uh, God? Why am I the the most famous voice actor in the history of video games who portrays Nathan Drake, um, who is not Troy Baker or Nathan Fillion? It's <laughs> uh, uh, Tom uh, Holland. <laughs> what what is happening right now? I don't know. Tom Holland's Nathan Drake in the movie. Nathan Fillion did that short film. No, I'm talking about Nolan North. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, who did oh, the voice? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, they have to make Nolan North do. <laughs> you mean vo- Nathan Drake? Yes, they have to make Nolan North do unique voices for each outfit. That's my my other stipulation. Um, I think that would, you know, I'd play that. Okay. I don't know what Sony mobile games look like. Is this the rebirth of PlayStation All Stars? As a MOBA. No, it's got to be a platform fighter still. <laughs> But you could maybe, I mean, if they put out a good PlayStation All-Stars on, on phones that had controller support, sell a lot of backbones. PlayStation All-Stars Go. It's with Niantic. It's a virtual reality game. Oh, God. All, it's a, you know, a virtual, uh, it's a, an augmented reality game. Jim Ryan is the, the kind of guy. And you can capture Nathan Drake in a made outfit. Jim Ryan is the kind park. of guy who would be like, you know, the future of games is that they're all around you. And, you know, there's that doesn't Pokemon know what a game Go. Is. There's that Harry Potter one that I hear things about. We got to get into that space. And then they make Ape Escape in Go. There you, there you go. Ape Escape Go. There, dude, Actually a good idea. Go away. <laughs> yeah, there we go. We just saved Sony. We saved PlayStation. Uh, I would play Ape Escape Go. Everyone would. They'll never make an. They will never make another Ape Escape game. That will uh, never probably not occur. Well, hey, we need to get Dave Lang to say it so it happens. Um, just like Windjammers Two. <laughs> uh, 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 last bit of Sony news. 
David Jaffe, uh, creator or original director of God of War, like the PS2 one, ones, says Sony is indeed working on an Xbox Game Pass competitor, but he also made Drawn to Death, so... One of the worst games of all time. <laughs> like... Who knows? Do you, did he say Sony is working on an Xbox Game Pass competitor, or did he say, hey, shithead, fucking Sony is working on a fucking sick-ass Game Pass competitor, you little piece of shit? Because that's how all, like, uh, all of his characters talk, so I assume that if he's going to deliver a public statement. Uh, let's see. Also, he seems like he would say Sony is developing a spacecraft to go to Mars if it would get people to listen to him for 10 minutes. <laughs> 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 so I don't know that I believe anything that that comes out of that guy's mouth. That's that's uh, also fair. Uh, yeah, like you know, like I said, he made drawn to death. What is his? He's uh, just. He, I, I'm kind of ripping on him because he also sort of revealed himself to be a huge asshole after drawn to death came out, and like he was like getting into fights with game critics and stuff uh, <laughs> over that shitty game. <laughs> let's see. Da, da, da. Sony Interactive Entertainment is working on a quote-unquote counterpunch to microsoft's popular xbox there you Game go Pass i knew that there would be some dumb language in there um, the this reeks to me of like someone in like qa that he's acquainted with still was like i don't know maybe david jaffe still works for sony mm-hmm. in some capacity but was like oh i heard that they're they're in r&d they're working on gamecast past competitor and it's like a team of three people that are just like well, we have to have somebody looking at this, even though it's not ever going to really happen. Uh, who knows? Uh, you know, maybe that's how they get people to play Last of Us Remastered is because it's or remake because it's free, and then they can say, "Oh, it's the biggest launch of any game of all time," or some shit. But yeah, it's. Uh, I wouldn't play that game if it were free. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't need to. Unless they put the Nomura ghosts into it. Naughty Dog, hire me to write your Last of Us remake. I'd much rather play your Last of, Last of Us remake than uh, Druckmann's. Hell yeah. There you go. You heard it here first, Neil Druckmann. I'm coming for you. Uh, well, speaking of Xbox Game Pass, Xbox and Microsoft are reportedly in talks with Hideo Kojima to publish his next game. This also sucks. Which is, I, I mean, is whatever. I, they're not going to buy as long as they're not buying Koji Pro. Like that's fine. Yeah, but it means it's like, not going to. I'm not going to get to play it on PS5. It, it'll come out it. there like after a year or something, probably. Maybe, yeah, maybe not. Uh, it'll be on PC, maybe Game Pass. Yeah, I don't know. All this shit just sucks. I wish that. I mean, <laughs> I, w- I mean, I'm not saying I would be celebrating if yeah. uh, if Sony was 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 locking it up again. I just it's 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 so clear that this generation is going to be even worse from an exclusives perspective than the last oh, one was, yeah. and it's it's, it's like it, video games are mainstream AAA video games are just getting worse from a business perspective over time, and yep. it sucks 100%. real bad. Uh, that's part of why, like, when I think about things like iRacing, and I'm like, man, I spent like fifty dollars to do like a couple of races with this group. At the same time, I'm like, I'd much rather pay these people though than contribute to like the fucking Sony Microsoft console, console exclusive machine. It's yeah. Frustrating. Definitely. 
Yeah, uh, like, of course, Sony, or of course, Microsoft and Kojima are in talks. I'm sure that Kojima and Sony are in talks about stuff. Yeah, sure. Uh, like, you know, Microsoft has more money than God to throw around. Uh, I actually, I think I'm off the side. I thought that Silent Hills was a thing, going to be a thing. I don't think it is. I think I'm off There, it, There is a, yeah, I mean, well, there is a Silent Hill. There's a project of a, some kind coming. There is, yeah, yeah. The, I was... The, the Silent Hills was like wishful thinking, but it's definitely like Silent Hill seems to be a thing coming from maybe from Sony, maybe like Blue Point or something. Yeah, I don't know. I think um, I was pretty hot on the notion that it would come from Koji Pro. I don't think so mm-hmm. anymore. I think I'm I'm off that. Uh, I think oh, yeah. if anything, well, yeah, I think no, that that was a pipe dream. I could absolutely see Blue Point making a remake of the first Silent Hill game. Yeah, that seems like the thing. That Sony would do. Yeah. So. Yeah. The, the, yeah, it's hard to say because like Demon Souls just came out. So, like, how far out does that put uh, Silent Hill? But supposedly this summer we'll have some info. And then there was like stuff that's like, oh, maybe Bloober Team's doing Silent Hill, which I, I think they pretty soundly count. cleared that as not being okay. a thing. Uh, yeah. Well, it's because <clears throat> that would be. Oof. It right. sounds like that would specifically be the worst franchise for them to get their hands on from what i've heard is <laughs> because is it is this franchise that, wor- that directly yeah. deals with intense psychological and physical trauma uh yeah. in a direct way and um uh, maybe they're not they a good studio it. to handle that yeah it seems like they're not great at that yeah um you know what seems like a good game though maybe i don't know Pac-Man 99. So smart. Mario 35. You could only fit fit 35 Marios on a Switch. But you can fit 99 Pac-Mans on there. Uh, like, I like. Okay. I like. This isn't a, a dig on Mario, but I'm. I think this fits better than than Mario even does for for this format. They should just have both does. of them. But <laughs> yeah, they should. You know, why not both? Why not both? Now Pac-Man, Pac-Man has to die. Pac-Man Mario 100 and. 34. I, I played like a couple of rounds of Pac-Man 99 uh, and I realized just how bad I am at Pac-Man. So, yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. like that's how- the, the real thing that all three of these 90 like games have exposed mm-hmm. is when I played Tetris 99, I was like, oh, everyone else is doing a lot better than I am. <laughs> and then the same thing with the Mario 35 thing. And then I'm sh- I haven't played Pac-Man 99 yet, but I imagine how- it's a similar effect. How long before they do Donkey Kong 99? Well, when's Donkey and Kong's then, 35th anniversary? And then everyone is trying to be the next... Uh, Billy Mitchell? Yeah. There we go. Yeah, of course you would know his name. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I lost it, and you were there, uh, just as I knew, uh, as oh, our resident course. Billy Mitchell. So, well, so it's the, it's the 40th anniversary of Donkey Kong, so 10 years. Which don't worry, you'll still be playing on Nintendo Switch in ten years, and it won't be in. There won't be any new hardware in there, and it'll be you'll be playing Donkey Kong ninety nine. That's God. What a future! (laughs) I don't like the the future you just painted. Will it be the Microsoft Switch? Yeah. So there'll no. It'll be independent. It'll be the Disney Switch first of all. Oh, Disney God. will have bought Nintendo, and in ten years, oh, the, Microsoft uh, and Sony will each put out a single game per year, 
uh, and they'll announce new consoles that cost seven hundred U.S. dollars to purchase and have don't have any launch games. Rematch <laughs> is just remasters of uh, of the previous year's hottest games. Yes, that's um, true. Yeah, you'll get that's when you'll get Days Gone remake remade for the launch of the PlayStation Six in ten years. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well. Uh, I've got some other news stories here. I'm just going to touch on one more, and then we'll uh, get out of here a little sure. early this week. Pat, you got to. We're already going a little long for you, eh, anyway. It's fine. Uh, but this one was, you know, we're just talking about Nintendo, and this one was like a. Here we go again. Uh, it's this this story we've seen it play out numerous times, over and over again. Fan made uh, game using Nintendo properties. This time, once again, it's Metroid. Uh, we had the am2r or whatever it is another metroid 2 remake a couple years ago when nintendo at the exact same time was like also we're putting out a metroid 2 remake on the 3ds so that was like weird timing but uh, this project has apparently been in the works for like 15 years it's a 2d metroid prime yeah i've seen bits here and there of this thing yeah it's cool uh the demo came out uh, this last week. I played the demo. It's uh, it uh, sure is a Metroid game. It's pretty short um, for what's there. Like I played through. Like you basically you get to the missiles and then it's like okay we're done. Uh, so you don't really even really get to mess with that stuff. Uh, it you know I would play this game. If it was a full game, but my I don't see this game lasting long past now because it's. It's just, yeah, it's Metroid. It's not shy about it at all. The, I don't understand. There's like a few angles to this I don't get. One is, mm-hmm. why would you do this when you know this is going to be Nintendo's reaction? Yeah, like, I this mean. This is how they react to we, everything. It's frustrating, yeah, but at the same time, time, you know that uh, Nintendo is going to. Yeah. You got to just finish that. the thing. You got to finish the thing, and then you got to leak it. And then let it go. And. You know, no names on it. You yeah, can't let it be traced. Or, back or to. even if you put names on it, then Nintendo can send their cease and desist, and you can say like, "Look, I didn't release it. I don't know. Like, what? It's not. <laughs> yeah. I. It just somebody got a hold of it. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's a personal project. Yeah, you know, I just made it for my own fun. You know, I, right. I sold it as an NFT. And on, and then also, why does Nintendo think that by doing this, I would probably not even know this thing existed? Well, I would because I'd seen it before, but a lot most people wouldn't even know that no this idea. existed before nintendo does this well po- polygon ran a story about it which is how it how this always goes is like you know some news site runs a story about these fan-made games and then nintendo's like boop gotcha oh they ran it the story before nintendo well Nint- nintendo hasn't done anything yet as far as uh, i've seen okay uh like which is surprising but, well then yes, don't stop but that's yeah. Stop, that's stop how doing this stuff websites yahoo anime rules yeah come on don't talk about this dude it's, it's just keep it on down though is put it in discord you don't need to write a news exactly story about it. yeah don't write news stories about fan projects because then they're gonna get shut down yeah especially if it's nintendo stuff uh which is a bummer but you know it's yeah. still up now you can you can check it out uh just search metroid prime 2 uh 2d fan game i guess i 
I don't know. It'll you'll find it. Sometimes I wonder if I'm not saying this is true of this creator because I'm sure that they're doing awesome work and putting a lot of time and, and heart into making this thing. Sometimes I wonder though if if there's like a moment of like I don't want to make the rest of this, but people are going to be really upset if I stop making it. So I'm going to put this yeah. demo out, and then maybe Nintendo will threaten to sue me, and I'll have a reason to stop making it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could just point like. Oh yeah, no, we saw what happened to this crew and we're just like we don't no, yeah, want sure. that. But like, you know, there's like, you know, redoing art and stuff is not easy, but they're just like again, what what I don't understand if you know somebody who has made a fan game like this and has like, you know, received a cease and desist, get them in touch with us. We'd love to talk about the thought process of why you you know why someone would go through all this trouble to make like a fan game of something like a Nintendo thing, knowing full well that Nintendo is going to come down and be like, "No, stop that! Stop what you're doing! You can't do this!" Like, you know, it's like right, and they, it's inspired. like they should be, but at the same time, like you know that that's how they've yeah. approached. You can't think, "Oh, this is, mine's all going to be different." I would I imagine mean, yeah. that it's largely uh, because this thing uses assets from Metroid Prime, right? I mean, it's all. It seems like it's all like handmade. I don't oh, know. okay. I I, think, I I was thinking it was like the three D art from Metroid Prime, but put on a two D. No, plane. no, it's no. I don't think so. I've not played much Metroid Prime, and it's been a long time since I have. But um, from what I've seen from like speedruns and stuff, it didn't look that familiar. Okay. I'm not sh- like I'm certainly. Yeah, I'm not. If you're making sure, but... original art for your fan game, like. You could make a an ins, an inspired project, a spiritual successor, yeah, <laughs> and like make money on it. <laughs> you know, like, uh, the people you know, people who made like Soul or Sanctuary but, weren't here's Dark Souls, but two D. We're making our own thing. It's inspired yeah. by Dark Souls, or you know, uh, Axiom Verge is you know, Axiom Verge is the perfect by, example of this Metroid, of, of one but, of these projects that could have been a fan game that was like. Uh, used assets and and inspire and like direct pulls from Metroid art, and instead they he went like a different direction with it, and it's cool. I don't know. I don't like yeah, Axiom Verge very much, but I understand it's a great game, and I get why people like it. I, I am stoked for Axiom Verge two later. I'm excited for Axiom Verge two because I know that a lot of people are really gonna enjoy it. So uh, it's it's I'm pulling for it. Well, uh, yeah. I think that's going to do it for our... Oh, this one other news story about Twitch is apparently Twitch is now going to have, like, a third-party, like, investigator-type person uh, or, like, investigative unit thing, and people can now be banned for things off of Twitch. So, like, if you're... Yeah, if you're inciting harassment on, like, YouTube or Twitch or on Twitter or something, then... and which like sees this and go no you're you're done here uh i think it'll be interesting we'll see how that works in practice yeah but. i think it's going to be interesting to see if one they actually do it i suspect that they will i'm not super cynical about it i think that there's a good chance they'll actually do something because clearly twitch has good people working in their safety department like and their community yeah. departments like you i you see people like mary kish and stuff who are clearly like passionate yeah. about making a diverse and inclusive community <laughs> so i don't know why yeah. it always seems like the the implementation is is so hard there um but but also 
I think it'll be what I'm really interested in is if this works like it's supposed to, and if it happens, if it works like it's supposed to, then for sure there will be some major streamer at some point in the next couple of years that it hits because there's always someone who's popular on a platform like Twitch who is harassing people or inciting harassment somewhere. And if it's someone who actually has their livelihood centered on Twitch and they get banned, I wonder what that looks like legally. Like, I don't, it may be just that like, up oh, it's in the terms of service. So you can't be shithead on Twitter. It's open and shut. I don't know, but it, it's, 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 I don't know how much they can like actually use someone's behavior in another environment to lock them out of a platform I mean, that they're making money on. They probably have like, you know, we can terminate your account for any reason, or which whatever is, I hope, because I, I think they should be able to do that. Of course. Yeah. They, you know, um, they change terms of service whenever they want. And I do think if there is any legal challenge to any of the stuff that they'd probably win it because they're Amazon. Um, yeah. But but I am curious to see. I would be interested to see how that goes. I mean, I would be much. Pre- I would much prefer that everyone just stop harassing people. And so we never find out. But we all know that's not going to happen. <laughs> uh, yep. So, yeah, like, it's, uh, it's interesting. Uh, yeah, very, very interesting. Wonderful. Like, I mean, we are. We've already seen stuff like uh, Doctor Disrespect got banned, and we still don't know what was up with that. Um, and because, like, now if they're like now saying you can be banned for stuff off the platform, like, what, what, what was up with that then? I still think the reason we didn't find out about that is because it was technically off the platform. Um, I still think it was a. I think it was some kind of fraud. Maybe like fixing money laundering, book cooking, some kind of stuff that he was doing uh, that yeah, involved funds that he was getting through Twitch, and that's why yeah. they banned him. Possibly, possibly. Uh, but that's going to do it for all the news worth talking about this week. We'll see as things develop with E3 and that stuff uh, as time goes on. Yeah, it's a little nebulous. Yeah, but uh, thanks for joining me this week, everybody. That uh, has been episode 167 of the Gaming Fix podcast on April 10th, 2021. You can reach us by email uh, where you can make your pre-pledge to our Patreon or our OnlyFans or, you know, tell us what service you'd subscribe on and what you'd expect with your pledge uh, or with your favorite James Marsden role. I'm happy. What uh, video game movie he should uh, star in. I would if people would like pay for it. We could do an OnlyFans, and I'll put up pictures of my feet. I don't care. You have to pay for them, but I don't uh, care. When like bare feet on the on the racing pedals. No, like, that's disgusting. I'm not doing that. That's so gross. <laughs> that is so gross. That's that's, that's why you get They're the real metal money pedals. They they get drenched in like gross feet goo. I don't want. Mm-hmm. No way. That's, you want that real money, Pat. I put, Got, Socks at the minimum, to, preferably some kind of slipper boot solution to use the pedals. Joe Biden's not going to give me, still hasn't given me my $2,000. I need you to make up the difference. No, I said I'd do feet picks, but I'm not doing them on the pedals. It's too, I'll do them beside the pedals. But for the right price, I bet you would. Sure. For the right price, no one's going to pay that price. They, okay, well, well. It would need it to be like $1,000. If you want to Venmo me $1,000 to take a, a, a picture of my bare feet on my racing pedals, I'll do it. What, what, do you, what does it need to be for a video of, like, a whole race? 
Oh God, that's like <laughs> one you have to pay me. So that's like the four hundred dollars I paid for this wheel on top, so I can buy a new one that's sanitized. And two, like twenty five hundred dollars. That's my price. Allison looks so upset. <laughs> uh, well, I did, just to be it. clear, this wasn't a like. I'll do it so everyone else should. I'm saying I'll put the team on my back and be the only one to do it. This, this is, you know, this is the kind of thing you could expect to receive with your Patreon or OnlyFans uh, subscription. Write in with what else you'd like to see from us, or and, don't. You know, actually, just what you don't. Write in with what you don't want to see from us, and we'll go from there. Or someday when we have one, we'll just come up with the stuff, and you can either buy it or not. <laughs> You know, hey, we wanna wanna give the people what they want. I think I got nice feet. I don't know. Um Oh, I don't know about the can, quality of my feet. I just know that there's you know, much like everyone's into some of the odd world someone's okay. into the odd world characters, like you can you can send those emails to gaming at fix.space or tweet us at at fix podcast. <laughs> there we go. At fix podcast. Uh, you can find me, Andre Cole, aka your partner's favorite James Marsden role, on Twitter at CoolSlaw, C O O L S L 4 W. Allison, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at W R I T E R S E R E N Y T Y. Maybe I'll rewatch Enchanted sometime soon and tweet about it. That was a good movie. I thought you were going to say, and this is the last episode of the Getting Fixed podcast that I'll be on. No, we got to get to 420. We've we've put that into the world. We need to to make that happen. 169 coming up. Then we got 269, 369, 420. We can do it. Um, Pat, where can people find pics of your feet? Uh, I don't do that for free. So you can do that. If you Venmo me, then I don't even use Venmo. If you send a, a check or money order to my address, which I'm not going to give you. So, you know what? There's no way for you to get this until we launch this, this Patreon. So, just, you can't. Well, okay. Well, where can people contact you in the meantime? Uh, I guess updates. at PJC Plays on Twitter, but please don't send contact you rec- me. Send you recommendations me. on, like, Foot Scrub. No. This is a the, this is a me thing. I am owning this hey, whole process uh, myself. Maybe, maybe uh, this podcast was a mistake. I don't know. <laughs> you know, uh, I... Very possibly. Uh, That's going to do it for this episode. Thanks for joining me, everybody. Stay wet, gamers. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.